0: You're listening to Healthy AF Podcast, discussing all things strength, nutrition, and performance. We help people improve performance, reduce injury, and move better. And now, here are your hosts, Dave Howington and Corey Lehman. Welcome to Healthy AF. We're back together, Dave. Reunited, and it feels so good. (laughs) We've been doing a lot of solo episodes, uh, a lot of craziness going on with uh, you know, Dave likes to take days off for Christmas.
1: Yeah, I never work, actually. This is one <laughs> of the few times I do anything.
0: Yeah, so we finally got our schedules to coincide, and we thought it would be appropriate to come together and tie this series together that we have been collectively working on about uh, the idea or the qualities that you can train for. And just a quick recap on those four different things or categories that you can be training for in the weight room specifically, power, strength, hypertrophy, and muscular endurance. And we thought today that we'd really tie this together by um, talking a little bit more about application, where to use it, how to use it, who should use it, um, and give you a little bit more uh, content that maybe you can execute directly for yourself yeah
1: and i think this is a great way just to wrap up this series and just get the ball
0: rolling put the ball and ball in your court that's a lot of ball analogies sorry i like it (laughs) so dave kick us off just with um muscular endurance and hypertrophy um maybe when to program it who should be doing it any other cool stuff you want to say about it
1: okay yeah i mean with any of this stuff it all comes down to what is your goal yep If my goal is to be more bigger, more stronger, then hypertrophy and muscle endurance definitely deserve a place in my workout. And, um, you know, this is a whole other topic for another time, but another way we could look at muscle endurance is metabolic stress. And that's a whole rabbit hole to go down that I don't think we should worry about today. Um, But any case
0: let's open up all the doors yeah yeah right mm-hmm.
1: We'll we'll just confuse everybody um but in any case hypertrophy and muscle endurance really deserve a place in any program what the real question is what how much focus should you give it so usually in a workout if i'm trying to get everything strength power muscle endurance hypertrophy Usually I'll do power and strength first in the same way that we kind of introduce power and strength first, because those are gonna be more taxing on the central nervous system. I want my body to be as fresh as possible so I can get the most out of it. However, when it comes to hypertrophy and muscle endurance, my body doesn't necessarily need to be fresh to benefit. And so if I'm just doing a general program, general goals, hypertrophy and muscle endurance will come after strength. However, if my goal is to be more bigger, not necessarily more stronger, I might make a hypertrophy program where I do like maybe a day of strength and I focus on strength and power, but then have a separate day where I focus on hypertrophy and muscle endurance. And I think in many ways hypertrophy and muscle endurance very can very well coincide together.
0: And just for clarity, like you're saying within a given day you would if you were trying to hit all the qualities, you would do strength and power first. Yeah. And then you would transition to Uh, hypertrophy and muscular endurance exactly but let's say like your goal maybe is only related to hypertrophy like
1: who would that include uh so that would be again anybody that wants to build muscle probably needs to spend a lot of time on hypertrophy um, and then also, too, actually, if you're rehabbing and you have a, and you have a limb-like size discrepancy, hypertrophy will be very valuable, for, especially for the affected limb. And that's the other thing, too, is hypertrophy and muscle endurance are, can be very valuable and helpful when maybe you're rehabbing and you're not able to necessarily attack strength like you would if you're healthy. Um, but the other thing, too, is just in general creating overall, overall better movement Um, If I'm moving more and I'm moving with good form, then that's gonna help improve my movement capabilities.
0: Would you say in your opinion, is hypertrophy the most popular or the most used? Just when we're talking like general population, the majority of their stuff is gonna fall in which category?
1: Yeah, I would say hypertrophy is probably the most popular. A lot of people, and muscle endurance as well, it's also the most misunderstood because i think a lot of times especially muscle endurance people go after muscle endurance they're doing 15 rep sets doing you know something like tracy anderson method with like five pound dumbbells when in all actuality you need to challenge the system and using five pounds is great if you're doing like a 60 rep set but (laughs) uh and believe me and if you're doing it right that would suck. But more times than not, you need to actually use appreciable weight even still. But that being said, hypertrophy does seem to be, from observation, the most used rep range and probably the most misunderstood.
0: Yeah, and I think it's it's probably safe to say, though, like almost everyone is going to have hypertrophy or muscle building rep ranges and set ranges for the majority of their program. Yeah, Right? Like if we think about it, um, most people – like even athletes, you got to build muscle. Yeah. Right? Or um, people that want to lose weight. Well, you got to build muscle in order to improve metabolic rate and lose fat. Yeah. And so I think it's so important like what you're saying is we got to clear up the misunderstanding because ultimately for the majority of people, this is going to make up – I think it's safe to say 50 percent of their program. Oh,
1: absolutely. And I think, especially when we're talking general population, um, now, if we're talking like the rare population, like Olympic lifters and power lifters, they might not use as much hypertrophy in their program. But then even then, it depends on where they are at in their season of lifting. Right. Um, But I would say, yeah, hypertrophy is probably going to make up most of the programs. And even, too, like we've talked about this a little bit, one of the most effective ways to set my body up for better improved body composition is to focus on building muscle
0: yep so let's then you know we'll come back to hypertrophy but while we're on this topic how would you parlay strength and power into let's just say a a single workout okay well first off the importance of strength
1: and power can't be understated if i want to build we've talked about volume for hypertrophy if I want my body to be able to handle volume, the stronger I am, the more volume, the more work capacity I have, all right? But that being said, I think a lot of times when we think of power, we have a tendency as humans to think all or none, right? So if I can't do it perfectly, right. why do it at all, right. right? And I mean, that's something we have fought against with this podcast because it's like, shoot, we're not perfect with this thing as much as, you know, Corey might want us to be. <laughs> uh, but like with power, It doesn't have to be Olympic lifting, throwing weight all over the place, picking up a keg and throwing it around or Mm -hmm. anything like that. Power can be effectively trained just by, for you personally, trying to add a little spring to your step. All right. So when it comes to power and strength, you know, let's talk about first older population. They're going to benefit from using power, but it's going to look differently than like a 19 year old in college. Right. So one of the things we want to think about is power absolutely still should be trainable. Like, we shouldn't ignore it just because we don't think that it's going to look the same. It's just going to feel relative to who that person is. So older population, I love using skips, medicine ball work, just you have to recognize you might not throw it as fast as your college student will right? and everything, but that I like to put at the beginning of the program because again, we've talked about it's the most taxing on the system. And it's also going to work as a valuable primer for the rest of the program, for the rest of the session.
0: Yeah, and when we, and I, I did the solo episode on power, I talked about the force velocity curve. How, like, you know, if you're really trying to develop power, at, like an athlete, for example, obviously you have to use more of a load. But if you are general population, um, you could do things that are higher on the velocity curve, lower on the force lo- load, so that it's easier on your body. Case in point, like a skip or a medicine ball throw where there's not a lot of impact on your joints. Exactly. Uh,
1: Then when it comes to strength, everybody's gonna benefit from strength. We talked about this as well. Strength is your glass. The stronger you are, the more you can put into that glass. You know, like I always say, more bigger, more stronger, more stronger, more bigger. You know, it doesn't have to be great English, but any case, so the stronger you are, is going to help you immensely with any other endeavor that you have. I can't tell you how many cyclists I work with who recognize that their cycling has improved because they've gotten stronger. And the other misnomer of strength is that if you're not actually attacking the hypertrophy ranges, if you're staying within the strength ranges, your body adapts neurologically. It doesn't adapt physically. So, like, I mean, your muscles will get stronger. You will have maybe more dense muscle fibers, but your muscles don't necessarily get bigger from getting stronger. And I think that's a mistake a lot of people make. So a lot of people talk about how they want to do a toning workout, but then they're in the muscle endurance and they're in the hypertrophy ranges. So they're actually not doing a toning workout. They're doing a muscle building workout. If you really wanted to tone, you'd probably stay in the strength ranges.
0: Wow. I think I just learned something.
1: There you go. Yeah. Toning. Toning. It's
0: sort of a made-up word.
1: It is. There's really no such thing as toning. Um... (laughs) (laughs) to be fair uh one of my favorite groups to follow especially because i think body image can be a big thing um and so a shout out to girls gone strong they do a great job of talking about how you know if you're a woman like you should still be lifting weight i mean my nephew he's a year old and 30 pounds you i don't think doing lifting five pound weights is going to be helpful in that yeah it's
0: a great point or carrying a bag of groceries is probably what 10 15 pounds oh yeah for sure So, all right. So we talked kind of about a a single day in kind of in short or in a concise way, how would I think about this on like maybe a year long program? Like when would I prioritize endurance versus when would I prioritize power, let's say for an athlete and then maybe for just general population?
1: Well, I'm going to use this in the context of Illinois, because we have four four pretty distinct seasons. And I like to kind of make my programs center around the seasons. So I always call winter hibernation mode. That's when I'm going to prioritize. And that doesn't mean I'm not training strength or power or anything like that. But during the winter, I'm going to prioritize muscle building. Because I'm not really going to get outside a ton. So, you know, I'm just going to spend a lot of time in the gym, focus on building my muscles, focus on even maybe getting stronger and everything like that. And, you know, I'll probably eat a lot of food. And so I want that food to go towards as much as possible. Muscle building. building. Muscle building. Yeah. Come spring, you know, I'm able to get outside a little bit more, but still not a ton. So I'm gonna probably start prioritizing a little bit more power work. You know, if I have the opportunity, it's a nice day, I'll maybe go outside, do some sprints or grab a kettlebell, hit some swings outside, that kind of thing. And then come summer, I'm really into power. And then that's where I'm going to do a lot of sprint work because I can get outside a ton. I can have a wide open space. Yep. And then come fall, it's starting to get colder outside. I'm going to start prioritizing strength and kind of helping gear myself towards hibernation mode again. Yeah, no. So that's one way, that's one way I look at programming. And that's one aspect I like to use is take the advantage of the four seasons, take advantage of the weather because there's something nice about just training outside. And it sucks doing it in the cold.
0: Now let's say... And I think that makes a lot of sense for general population. Let's say um, like a soccer player. Okay. So What what would you do there?
1: That you have to worry about that soccer player's season, right? Um, So in the off season, at the start of the off season, I'm gonna prioritize muscle building. That's basically, you know, in nerd lingo, general physical preparation. We're basically building a base, getting the soccer player ready for the next season. All right, so we're starting with a long-term view. Then after that, we'll take that muscle size and try to add strength and try to create more density with those muscle fibers and try to create more neurological connections so that the body uses the muscles even more appropriately. Then as we get closer to the season, I'm going to start working on power, start getting them ready to be quick, move quicker. And then come season, we're maintaining.
0: I love it. And lastly, what about, um, let's say, a triathlete? somebody who's an active, you know they're they're doing a ton of ton of miles ton of endurance work on the bike swimming what would that look like so for a triathlete to be honest uh one
1: thing is like i'm not saying triathletes can't get big and shouldn't get big i mean they're pretty tricky if you want to look at someone <laughs> look at the iron cowboy the guy is actually pretty jacked for mm-hmm. being a triathlete and i think he did like i could be wrong so any of my vq people don't hesitate to shoot an email to correct me but i think he did something like seven triathlons in seven days or maybe 50 triathlons in 50 days i can't remember what exactly he He did did, but it was a ridiculous human accomplishment and he's got some muscle so muscle building can be helpful and i might use it more for an injury reduction standpoint and more for keeping joints healthy standpoint right Um, But I'm probably going to shift a lot more focus on the power and strength. Because Mm -hmm. if you think about it, they're getting a lot of repetitions. And that's what hypertrophy and muscle endurance is, is repetitions. They're getting a lot of repetitions when they're running, when they're swimming. But what they're not getting is a lot of time under the bar. They're not getting a lot of time producing power in a quick sense. Hmm. So with triathletes, it's not necessarily periodizing one thing or another. I might more so look at the movements and change up the movements from time to time with a little bit higher emphasis on strength and power.
0: Yeah, no, I love it. So guys, obviously there's a ton here. Um, if you got questions, as always, shoot us an email. You can shoot us an email at AF at, gmail at gmail.com. Sorry.
1: Oh, don't forget that part, not don't, yeah. don't
0: forget the podcast. If you got a question, we can answer it for you. Um, or if you want to know specifically on how your program uh, Know, should be written we can give input on that we're always available if you want to come in and discuss um, do a movement assessment or even program writing we do that for people on a monthly basis they do like a one time a uh, one time a month check-in so there's a lot of different variables but hopefully this gives you just an, a little bit of an insider peek as to how you should be structuring your program for your goals and what you should be incorporating yep so until next time guys stay healthy stay healthy. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy AF Podcast, where we help athletes and adults move, perform, and live better. If you're not subscribed already, be sure to go ahead and click that button right now. And if you found value in this episode, we'd love if you would do us a quick favor and rate and review the podcast. We'll see you on the next show.